The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Kapp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome to Past Yet Present. So let's talk about the different modalities that we pick up information. It's so interesting. When we walk in a room, how do we set ourselves up to shift our energy for the people we're walking into? Or when we get home, oh, hopefully you're in a place where when you get to your room or whatever, wherever it is where you could just let down and breathe out. Or maybe you're in a situation where there's stress. So whatever it is, we're gearing up energetically for whatever it is that we think is going to come our way. We all do it. We've all been conditioned to do it. I watched something very interesting on a TV show. There's a Korean show that's popular right now called The Extraordinary Attorney Woo. And I found so many aspects of it fascinating. She portrays a lawyer who's autistic, and she's also, you know, a savant and a genius. And before she goes through a door or changes her setting, she would stop and just hold her arms out in a very graceful way and pause. And I hope this isn't a spoiler in any way, but at at one point she talks about how it helps her adjust to reset to the new room she's going into. Well, before we started recording this, they had me talking about it. Harry is here and our fabulous Hector is here, who's doing all all of our technical stuff. And they wanted me before we started to tell them, and I'm talking all about this, and then they cut me off cold. I couldn't get any words. Well, last last podcast, we talked about how we're beyond words, and it's all about love, and we shouldn't let our idea of the words deceive us, because, you know, we go through school, and how do we regurgitate most of the feeling? Well, the feeling, that's interesting, they're going fast. How do we regurgitate that? We learn something, we usually regurgitate it onto a test, or, or you know, and, and now they're showing, you know, I, I um, took classes in mime and loved it, and danced and all that stuff. And so it's just cracking me up. So one kid out there goes, well, unless you're doing mime, you're working in words. It's, it's just so fascinating, the many ways we express ourselves. And it comes in so quickly beyond words. 
And, and we're all such chameleons. We really are. I mean, some people we know can be really more chameleon-like, depending on how they're brought up or if they have a flair for it. But all of us learn how to accommodate our surroundings. And we also learn how to accommodate the belief systems around us, even if they're more limiting than our own truth. And so let's discuss that a little bit today. We come into the human body remembering and babies who look above your head, they're remembering grandma, grandpa, whoever is out there, that they're holding them before they come in. I've talked before about how so often during channeling, I'll see the entities that are aligned to come in, and I'll reassure people, of course, there's free will. And alternate ways of coming in are always viable. The same souls will come in, whether it's surrogacy, adoption, however, it you know, uh, natural birth, if you want to, every, every birth is natural. So that they, oh, they also want you to tell you this, we think there are accidents. Out there, there are no accidents. They know what's going on. Nobody tricks anyone into coming. People come in to heal. People come in to love. Sometimes people come in knowing they're not going to stay the whole time and they might not stay viable and they might not be healthy enough to do so. But there's consciousness with everything. I guess that could be a whole other thing to talk about, all of that stuff. But how do we allow ourselves to adjust? When we turn our body from one place to the other, how do we adjust? How do we accommodate? You know, you, you might be on the subway, you might be in the car, you might be out there, you know, and, and especially with COVID going on and, and trying to figure out and navigate. There are so many ways that we navigate out in the world. How do we navigate spiritually? How do we allow ourselves to include the parts of ourselves that we have allowed some of us to go a little dormant? Some of us have worked on holding on to what some of us think it's work and say we have to work to hold on to it. Some of it is just energy and fun. I, I think for me, it's all of the above. Um, when I remembered, as I talked about before, that it's beyond words and it's all about energy as the first language, I remember being tiny. I remember being so tiny, I mean, like, like an, an infant. And I remember watching energy patterns, and especially if there's sunlight coming in the window and it's grids and it's interlocking, it's going back and forth and, it's, and I'm just watching it, it's a light show. It isn't that I'm manifesting anything or doing anything. But, you know, we come in and we have been riding the wave of energy. And so as we talked about, we take on our, our means of communication, which sometimes can be restricting. And so sometimes, you know, when people fall in love or you're holding a baby or you're hugging the dog, you're out in nature... We're just so overwhelmed beyond words. Isn't it amazing when things take our breath away? What does that mean when it takes our breath away? It means we don't have the word. So it's interesting. So I, I was really fascinated with this whole attorney woo thing because it wasn't about words. She would just stop and pay attention to the energy. A few weeks after we watched it, Harry said something about that he, you know, Harry, my husband, who we're, you know, learning and exploring together always, we all are, you know, and, and he said, you know, that was really extraordinary. It's really a good instruction. I kind of looked at him like, oh, dear, because I realized I had been starting to do that. And I, I realized I was almost like picking it up as a pattern and playing with it. And I hoped I didn't look too weird, but it, it was almost unconscious. I would stop there and almost move my arms the way she would like, ah, just hold, just hold. And then I realized, oh my God, it's like checking in with yourself. 
I, I've realized in the course of life, and maybe a lot of you might have as well, especially as you're exploring and expanding, and obviously, you know, we're all learning together if this is what you're listening to, how, how many times you've stopped and just, oh, you feel something, you know something, and you shift beyond the words. Imagine if we had that little placeholder. You know what? I'm, I'm hearing laughter out there. And they're just saying, hey, Marilyn, just because you figured that out didn't, doesn't mean that all these other people didn't figure it out before you. So allow me to be the novice that even though I channel, and isn't it a lovely thing? I get to channel. Yeah, it's really cool. But I'm still learning like a newbie. I really am. We all are. And, you know, little discoveries. And then I can whack myself in the head and go, wow, you didn't get that? We're all doing it. So while I can channel words and you think that's really cool, you're channeling. You're doing it. You're doing all these things. And how we do it, there is no distinct way. And if you are beyond the words, like we've talked about before, and it's waves of emotion, that's the purity. You feel it in your gut. You feel it. You know it. You sense it. I, I noticed years ago that um, I was in a room where, you know, it was family and there were other people in there and the tensions get somebody was causing a little something and, you know, and, and just was, was, was being a little irritating. And I thought, gee, I, I really, you know, as, as the mama in the house, and this was an older person who didn't know our dynamic as well. And the kids are kind of looking at us because, you know, they don't talk that way maybe. And I, and I thought, well, I really, really want to be respectful, but I'm starting to shake because, you know, you want to keep the peace. I got direction to walk in the other room and sit down. And I thought, well, I, I'm needed there. And they said, sit down. So I sat down and all I heard was, what do you feel? What? What do you feel? Now, I know I told you this before, but let's talk about it in the context of stopping consciously. So I was, was so blessed to be given this direction and I took a breath and I thought, yeah, okay, well, what's not going on in the kitchen, which really had nothing to do with me anyway, but of course I want to, you know, I want to fix it, of course. What do I feel? Well, I feel really happy. I feel, you know, like my energy. All of a sudden I felt like whoo, this expanding nice energy. And I thought, okay. And I just felt it for a minute. And I think the help I was getting, they didn't let me think about it until after. It was this visceral thing where all of a sudden I just felt better. I just tuned in without the... Um, the, 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 the fragmented energy, the little, little, you know, energy that was going on around me. So I sat with it probably for 30 seconds, but it felt like a really long time. Then I went back to the kitchen and it had all resolved, which was really kind of cute and nice. It, it didn't need me to do anything. But I realize now thinking about this attorney woo business that I was given direction to do that so my heart could just reset, feel what's going on, not be as reactive, you know, like many people, I get knee-jerk reactions to try and, you know, conflict, oh boy, let's not have conflict, you know. And, and of course, I've learned through the years that that's sometimes how we learn and grow, so, you know. Um, but it's interesting because what Attorney Wu was doing was actually for me, and I realized Harry got the same thing, and we didn't even know it until he, he brought it up, And which, which is what I think, you know, again, I think it's really cool. Oh, boy, she channels. Yeah, but he gets it when I don't. You guys get it when us channelers don't. We're all doing it together. But the idea of it is to actually incorporate that into our consciousness and give ourselves permission to do that. And I bet a bunch of you are way beyond me, so please put up with my 
sophomoric ideas if we've already gotten it right. And isn't it lovely that we're all learning together at different levels? There's so much that you might think I can do because I channel. Believe me, I'm figuring it out along with everyone else. And my friends want to smack me in the head because I don't get it right away. I don't. And you know what? That's okay. Because I chose to come in as a human. And so did you right now, if you happen to be in body listening to this. And of course, I know a lot of people are out of body listening to this. Actually, there's a whole bunch of them right here. And they're just laughing and jostling around with each other. And they want to let us know that they have the ethereal body. We're talking about them recently, about them enjoying all the things that we want for them, but we might not be able to see it. Yes, they are still as breathtakingly gorgeous. This little group of young men want you to know. They're still working. You know, they're working it. They're working it. If they want to be energy, they can be energy. If they want to manifest, you know, my, my dad, along with his, some of his friends, he says, use the right word, cronies, which I wouldn't say, but, you know, they're at the deli. The other day, I finished a reading for someone where the person's father held up an egg cream and toasted, and she started to laugh. That was his favorite they can have everything they want. They can manifest everything they want. They can manifest however they want to look. And it's interesting, very often it's a little older than how we would project it. I, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but when at my father's funeral, you know, my father, he, he was an older dad, and I don't remember him having much hair. Um, whatever he had, he kind of slicked back to make it look like he had more of what he had. We're sitting there, and all of a sudden I see up front and, and a little to the left this younger man with a shock of blonde hair, wavy, thick, thick blonde hair, and he's hanging out. And I look at him and I go, hi, you must be left over from the last funeral. I'm here for my dad. And when he laughed and laughed and laughed, I realized it was my dad. And I told my mother what I saw after, and she laughed and laughed, and she found a picture from army time, which was before she had met him. And he had that exact hair. And of course, I recognized him by the laugh. So they can play out there. They can manifest out there. We don't need to be suffering on their behalf because they get to do the things they want to do. What they want to do is share it with us. Like I shared last time, you know, there was a wedding. They wanted to share that with the in-body parents. I'm doing this. We want your blessing. Know that we're happy. Know that everything we learned we're using. And by the way, we learned what we want in a marriage and a couple things we didn't from watching you just like every other kid. And they'll talk details. And it's really lovely. And all that's going on all that sweetness, but we don't get to see it. So we suffer thinking they don't have. There is suffering because we don't get to see it. We don't have. If we align each other, if we align with the highest energy with each other, and like we say, beyond the language, with the intention, will they share it with us? Oh, you bet. It's what they want. They are thirsty for our words of congratulations. They are thirsty for our words of healing. They want our, <laughs> sometimes even condemnation. Yeah, you were pretty bad, sick, whatever you did. The, you know, these couple rough and tumble kids are saying, yeah, let's hear that too. But then let's talk about some of that. I'm, I'm hearing from one motorcycle kid who was a little tough. And then these other kids who just thought they were tough and were probably too young to do even that. 
And they're talking about sometimes they take on an affectation to give them the bravery and the bravado as they're learning to stand on their feet. And sometimes it's just a passion in us. All kinds of things were manifesting. All kinds of things. These little rebels who, they're, talk, they're using the term, I, I wouldn't be so diminutive. So they're saying, we're, we're little rebels and we take responsibility and we were doing, don't forget, if, if you have a kid who passed at a certain age, their maturity level, you might not have seen the development, but you know them soul-wise and you know that's beyond words. Maybe they were acting a certain way. Maybe they had a hand in taking themselves on the journey out of body, but with a reluctance in terms of toxicity or, or recklessness or not, in, not intentional because of what's in some of the things that people take to alleviate some of the pain. There's so much going on out there, but we're so quick to think angst, to think pain, to think assume negativity. One young man, and, and I know I've talked about this guy before, but he's coming in. You know what's really fun about the podcast? They're here and they're coming in and they're talking to their parents. They're talking to you. They're talking as a group. What could best get through to so many people to help raise the vibration as we enjoy the life here, as we enjoy being present here, as we open our eyes and embrace here, and we keep our alignment with the, with, we, we strategically want to keep our alignment with the spiritual plane so we can hear. And the strategy isn't to work too hard, it's to embrace what's here. So this young man, he had left his girlfriend's apartment and they had just had a fight. He had some beer in him, not a whole lot, not enough to register, but of course they tested it. When he, by himself, looked like he just went off the road and steered right into a tree. Nobody else was involved and he went out of body. He, he was not too pleased with that, but everyone assumed, and especially that girlfriend, can you even imagine he's saying, oh, he said, can you even effing imagine he's saying, can you imagine she thought I would do that because I was angry at her? He talked to his mom, who then, I, I hope, related it to the girlfriend, he's saying, and of course, yes, he's, he's saying, they fought all the time. Hey, mom, we do this all the time. That's kind of what we do. I wasn't that drunk. I was not actually a little critter in out into the road, and I swerved to not hit it. Simple as that. Does she miss him? Does she cry? Yeah. She said, you know, it's so, it, it, it makes a difference. That is, it's not anger that he didn't decide he wanted to be out of body, that, that, it was his love of animals. And she says now when she sees little varmints run across the road, she's like, oh, man. But it's his love for that varmint. And you know what? She still grieves. He's still out of body. But she says, she, you know, he just said she cries differently. It wasn't out of anger. I didn't F up that way. He says, but I could taste her worry, not because she felt I would do that. I think she kind of knew, but other people said things like that. This is when we really have to focus on going beyond the words because humans like to use words. Oh God, if, if you're in a position of, of heartbreak, so many people want to help and none of us know what to say, myself included. I, I found myself channeling, oh, there were two brothers here, one I channeled years ago. And this person called up and she didn't give her name and I don't try and figure it out, that's good with me. 
And I saw two out there and I thought, oh boy. I said, oh my God, they are related. But one I channeled before, but there's somebody else who wants to channel. I didn't even get that they were brothers right away. They withheld that from me so that I could really get the information out without my even understanding what was going on. But then I felt when, when they showed, it was almost like a little veil lifted. One talked for a while and then the other one came in and said, okay, now let's really tell you what's this. We're brothers. And you know, since since I channeled for this lady, her other son has since gone out of body. It's interesting, well, you know, heartbreaking. When I heard that, even in channel mode, and I could feel their continued existence, and how they're hugging their mama, and how they're explaining how, especially one of them, how he's passed his toxicity, and that he's really got it figured out, and he really couldn't have done that here, and he's so relieved, and he wanted his mom, even in her pain, to try and feel some happiness for him, because he wasn't suffering and self-medicating the same way. So I'm channeling that, and I'm trying to just, you know, channeling. And then when they reveal that it's brothers, you know, again, I'm experiencing this as a human too. I'm a human. I'm in my human body suit. I literally, I'll start to cry now. I felt like I was slammed against the wall. And all I could say was, oh my God, both of them, I'm so sorry. Because the human part has to acknowledge it. I'm using words just like other humans. I'm in the human body. Let me tell you something. Channeling is so joyful. They're here. And I've asked parents. And it's like, oh, yeah, right this minute, please. I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end. So I don't want to. Somebody was in my office in person and, and we took a break, you know, to get some water, walk around and, you know, bathroom. And he says, let me out of this he heaven hole. Because he came in, you know, <laughs> so much angst. But heaven is talking, but we're still people. We're still people. And so it's hard. It's not easy. It's all about integration. So now let's circle back to our attorney, Woo. If we take the time, whether it's channeling our loved ones, walking into a new room, man, isn't it? Woman, people, <laughs> human, animals. Notice cats, how they'll stop and they'll look. It's, in, it's interesting what I'm hearing from out there in a lot of indigenous culture. This is very natural to stop and adjust before walking into the next setting. Isn't it interesting how people who supposedly have limitations teach us how we don't have to limit ourselves, how we don't have to? I, I've been so much more comfortable inside my human suit since watching this TV show, pausing, and also realizing that whatever's going on, I also realize that between channeling and, you know, we have a busy household and peeps in it and, and people coming and going, the world gets peopley and sometimes you need to just sit and breathe. And when I was younger, I might not have needed that. It's almost like um, we multi multitask as we get older, we need to focus on what we're doing and multitask less. And, and at first I thought, oh, gee, my brain isn't working as well. And then I thought, no, 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 no. It's really the focusing, the focusing. And I feel like I've learned through channeling maybe how to focus, which is why Harry comes in and again, like I've said, gets it, he gets the forest for the trees when I can't get it. We're all interacting with each other. And even if the relationships around you, huh, notice what's going on in your gut. Maybe they get you, maybe they don't. Maybe the dog barks at you. Maybe the dog comes up to you and leans against you and looks in your eyes and know when you're hurt. Taking the pause to 
navigate and allow ourselves to feel. And again, I apologize if you've been doing this forever and I'm just excited because it's new to me. This is one of the gifts I I get from channeling and, and from TV, I suppose, as well. It's fascinating the gifts we can take, the little things that we take in that can help us adjust. And I I believe right now with these kids laughing out there and Harry coming in, the first telling me about how he's incorporating it before, because I kind of felt, oh my God, goodness, people are gonna think this is silly. Yeah, even even me that's out there, I think, yeah, people are gonna, you know. Isn't it something? And all it is is when we turn our direction to our loved one out of body, to the next room we walk into. And, you know, maybe in whatever work you do, if you have to, you know, t- take that, you know, adjust as you go in and, and put on your professional demeanor or, or set yourself to deal with certain people who may be easy or not so easy. How beautiful to give ourselves that pause. Now that pause, <laughs> let's talk about it, of how our out-of-body loved ones want to take advantage of that pause and work with us in that pause. So how do we go about allowing? How do we go about feeling and allowing beyond the mind? Isn't it interesting that when you really stop and think about it, there are a whole bunch of humans who are souls inside their human suit vehicle and their instrument with with the soul family and with people. We're all on this marvelous adventure where we chose and manifested exactly, or to an extent, what it was we wanted to accomplish, a theme, what we wanted to learn. Aren't we really incredible as we design this? You might notice that there's a direct correlation of, you know, when you love somebody, you want to allow them to be themselves. It's almost the idea of giving them space. And that idea of giving them space, maybe it's a kid or, you know, another loved one, to share something, to share their excitement, to share their upsetness, whatever it is that they're wanting to share. And we give them that space. If we're conscious and we're aware, we give them that pause. There are a lot of us who who have grown up in situations where maybe, you know, the mental health of the people we were with was not as clear as we'd like it to be, or there were some patterns, things going on, where we didn't get a reflection of what it is we're putting out. In other words, the kid comes home with a flower or a story, and the parent can't hold up the mirror of the sweetness and return the intention. So if, the, if we have the intention of sweetness and raising the vibration and bringing love, and it isn't responded to appropriately, we can pull back and no longer really reach out to do that because we'll lack the confidence. We might feel f- silly or foolish or crushed emotionally. And, you know, you might know kind of the patterns because you can see it around you, but so much of this happens when we're really tiny, when we're really small, and, and we might not have the memory to grab onto to see like, oh, that was about them. They were distracted. They were worried about this or that. They were worried about the bills, or maybe somebody was worried about somebody else's health, or maybe somebody, whatever it is, or toxicity, whatever it is, we don't understand at that age. As we're opening up and we're translating our love, like we talked about, into 
verbiage as we're going out there and we're, we're, we're learning how to walk and talk and bring it out there. And maybe people can't receive us with the purity with which we're trying to reach out. Of course, we're going to start shutting down. We're going to start believing things about ourselves. And we're going to feel powerless, especially when somebody we love so much is non-responsive in a way that we intend. Sense of futility comes in. And of course, we're loving beings. That's why we came. To get back to what we were talking about, there are people who come into the body and become so distracted with the mind and moving the chess pieces for their instrument, their body, where they go, what they do, how they dress it, how they, you know, where they travel, how they interact. Of course, these things are important. But we can lose track of the idea that we're souls expanding, learning engaging and and understanding and when we tend to forget that isn't it amazing we can forget who we are and we start to believe that we are the sum of the representation of ourselves here on earth the soul is animating us the soul that's connected to divine intelligence to your higher self to consciousness and we forget that's what we are. I think, therefore, I am. Yeah, thinking, it's great. We can think and think and think, but then we can think ourselves right into not believing that our soul is expanding. Where's the proof that this is happening? Love. Love is beyond words, like we've said. The most powerful emotions can we get them across in words? It's really hard. But thank God, artists and songwriters, especially those songwriters, they keep trying and they do it beautifully. And we get picked up on a wave with a song. Harry's been into a song by Tedeschi Trucks. And I can't remember the name of it. Harry is next to me. He can't either. He's shaking his head. It's interesting. If, if somebody out there wants to help um, with it, it's, it's a really beautiful song about the presence, people that waiting for people. And, and I'm not going to see your face walk in the door, but I feel you in the sun and in the wind. And I'm paraphrasing. And, you know, those things are true. And literally, you can feel them because they, can, they hug you and it feels like a rush. These things are so important the, the artists, how important that is to express beyond words our emotion when the words are constricting. Remember that hourglass thing where the words come in and they're constricting, but then they go out. You're hearing words from me, but the intention, your loved ones wrapped around you right now. Take a breath. Right now, right now beyond any words that I can be saying to you. Just feel yourself in that space of not doing, just being. Feel what you feel. Don't think too hard. Ooh, am I feeling a chill? Did they just grab my arm? Did they notice how the brain loves to? We have been trained. We've been trained to learn and regurgitate. We've been trained to swallow the words, and, and it's with good intention. Don't hit, don't bite, don't knock your, your classmate over the head with, with, the, uh, 
with a book that once an old guy out there was laughing and he says, in my day, you think I'm old, me, Marilyn. He's saying, I had to not dip Penny's little pigtail into the inkwell anymore. And oh my God, how I love that girl and I married her. So many beautiful things, so many beautiful stories, how we manifest, stop and take the pause. And here's, you know, it's so funny, because before when I said that earlier, a bunch of animals jumped in. And, you know, how many times kids, oh God, kids, parents, they love to hold up the animals we have with them. Oh my God, right now there's an older lady. Um, I believe she's a sister of somebody who's listening now, and she's holding up her little, it looks like a Yorkie to me, and she's waving the little paw. They maintain the relationship. Our soul animals, we maintain the relationship. Our friend Connor out there, he's got a doggy out there. You know, River, he's loving that dog, and that dog's looking to come back. Michaela just rolled her eyes. Thank God he's looking at the dog because he's looking at me. They're joking. Is he annoying Michaela? No. She's adorable. He thinks she's sparkly and beautiful. She says, I am. And they're having a ball. They are. Are we privy to it? Can we hear the words? Most of us, not usually. In my family, do I hear the words? I get the waves, like Harry talks about. He gets the waves. I've realized I don't have to download as many words when it comes to my family because I don't have to package it so somebody else will understand what they're saying with the words that they might need. This past week, somebody's dad talked about how He's right here. And I, I don't remember what I channel. So souls are right here talking about what they want to bring up for the people who are listening, whether it's their relatives or not, the common themes, but even their specific people who will pick it up and know. So this guy was saying, you must think this is hilarious. The mom and dad were both out of body. In, during the lifetime, the mom was the spokesperson. The dad, like so many people of his generation, was taught to show his love through, you know, making the money and working hard and da-da-da, and that those were the rules. And he realized after, and this is a very common theme, he realized after during the life review that it looked like he was withholding. It was never his intention. And, and all the love he didn't give because he wasn't practiced in that and he hadn't been taught that and he didn't think that was his role, he was like, I just didn't think about it. Why wasn't I conscious? But he was never willingly withholding. And so he was so excited as he learned that he spoke for a couple hours so fast and furious. And then he said to his daughter, these are more words than he ever heard from me probably. And, 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 this, and this father and daughter, he says, we're in cahoots. We, we have a real relationship. She's a daddy's girl. She knows how I think. And yet these were more words than she ever heard from me. And for me, I'm loving it. And mom, he, he's just pointing, he said, she's sitting on her little tuffet. She's sitting on like a sweet little pillow over there. His words, old-timey words, I guess. And she's saying, I don't want to be a pain in the neck. He can talk all he wants. I got my talking in. I got nothing to prove. And she's laughing and laughing. She has nothing to prove, but she was basically using a lot of her words to express her truth, and she spoke from the heart while she was in body. Her love for her husband, who never really allowed himself, not because he didn't want to, he didn't think it was his wheelhouse, and so many people are like, you know, smack the forehead, why didn't I think of that? So he talked and talked and talked, and he said, let me tell you that the biggest affirmation for you is that I never spoke this way. 
I did not have this language. I would not have known how to talk about it. And if I went out of body, you know, if I could come back into body now, I don't know that I'd be able to do it. But now out here, I can't learn fast enough and I can share it with you. And isn't it interesting because um, out there they're saying the dad who did all the talking and all the words after he was out of body to show that he had them and that he could do them and he was playing with them. And he wanted to do the talking so he could correct or even out or feel happy with the past, balancing it. The pendulum goes all the other way. But here's what's really going on. You know what You know what he said to his daughter? And he says, this is the part that was in real time that blew me away. He said, you know, I, I'm talking and talking, but you never had any feeling that I withheld anything from you. And she's like, no. Because it was beyond words. Now he has the words now and he's happy to use them. But this was a man who worked a whole lot, but he didn't avoid his family. He wanted to be there. He just felt like he, you know, okay, that's the women's, you know, I didn't, I, I, I don't have anything to contribute. But he was there and his daughter could feel him. You think she worried about whether or not she loved him? However, it is a pattern, and there are a lot of people that because of that pattern, oh, we have a, gra- a gathering of some, some of the daddies now. Yeah, that pattern is so many of us were taught who to be and how to provide, that this is how we show love. And yeah, it's an older generation, and some people are still being taught that, but we're evolving beyond it sometimes, I hope. Because what people do, what what people learn and what they give us and all of that, yeah, sure, that's important and it's a great way to show love. But love is love. And people use words to show love. We use a lot of the tools. If working hard and taking responsibility is a way to show love, it's magnificent because it's a way to show love. But let it not be the tool itself. Let's look underneath the tool and see the love that's there. This man, he wanted to provide, he wanted to make his children's life easier, and yet when he looked at a life review, it looked to him that he wasn't loving enough. He loved beyond the words. So as we understand that we want to love beyond the words, let's take into consideration all of us who are trained to use the words instead of our emotions when the love is just pouring out anyway. And you know what? Intention has a lot to do with it. Sometimes people are wired and there's narcissism. Sometimes people are wired in such a way. Now, it's really interesting. Notice the uh, background noise that's coming in. It's a whole lot of noise. So we we took our pause and um, there's some gardeners out there. And we waited till we thought they were done. And I got the okay. I'm told to tell you that there's a whole lot of static and a whole lot of noise. You know why? They timed it perfectly. When we're busy doing our earthly stuff, it takes our attention away from what we're doing. Yeah, we have a whole lot of stuff to do. You better understand what I'm talking about. Oh, nobody can hear me. There's so much static. We're on the life plane in our physical bodies. There's going to be a whole lot of hullabaloo, and a lot of it is lovely. Parties and gatherings and hugs and distraction, beautiful. And a lot that just distracts us, it's within the distraction. Sometimes it's within the greatest distraction. 
They want me to share with you, I've been talking about some of the situation that Harry and I are going through and some health concerns and things coming up. That's really distracting. It is. It's scary too. And then there's space to go underneath it because you need it. When you have yourself going and you think you're on the game and you think you're just, you know, there's nothing like tripping something coming along, you know, a birdie going on your head rather than just playing its tune to wake you up to the vulnerability and make you realize there's a whole lot of static going on, but I don't have time for that static. We better zero in. Some of our best blessings come in our tightest vulnerability. Some of our blessings come in the tightest spots. We all know that. For those of you who have been with people when they're nearing transition or going through something, or when we're going through something, our hardest challenges, aren't they the greatest gifts beyond the words, beyond the thoughts? Notice how the static went away. They use it as a punctuation. Sometimes it's the kitty. Kitties aren't here. We're in the office today. I miss them. should bring them in the office. We, have, we need a place where people who are allergic aren't going to get kittified. The thing is, and, and what we need to do is realize what's going on around us. Ah, here we go. Just started up again. I just asked if they were going to, and they said yes. Because right on cue, we're living our life, and we have distractions. And when those distractions are overwhelming, and you can't hear your own soul, or you need to pause before you reset going into the next room, take the pause. Let the distraction guide you. Let it guide you. Maybe you need it. Maybe it's the universe telling you, take a deep breath. What do I feel? Notice how you're connected. Know you're connected with so much love. But the beauty and grace and distraction and busyness and party of the physical plane, how magnificent. But remember, you have it all going on above it, below it, into it, in every phase of it, of consciousness. And sometimes the distraction will teach us how to maintain that consciousness within the distraction. And isn't that what we came here for? And if we tune into that, then those who are past yet present are aligning with us to let go of their angst and pain, shame, misunderstanding, because they have good intentions most likely letting go of what they didn't get right. They're taking that bigger pause of the life review. Ah, wait, what? The pause to stop and understand. It feels to me, through channeling, that we're becoming actualized, that we're evolving. If you're tuning into this, you're already, you're, you know, your consciousness is pretty broad. All of us are, but now you're playing with it. Maybe it's need to communicate with a loved one. Maybe it's comfort. Maybe it's to understand. Notice the vibration in your gut going straight through to your back right now. Notice how it flutters in your heart and comes through your throat. Right up, and you can taste it. Notice how taking that breath allows the integration not just of what we're feeling, not just of our anticipation of the next step or the room we're going into, but what's going on beneath. Notice the breath. Notice your heart. Notice where you're standing. And notice that all the time that mind is there, your soul is there, 
You're integrated. You've got this. Notice that the pauses between the action is your soul giving direction. You can call it meditation. You can call it actualization. When you consciously, oh, and you know what? You're bringing it to consciousness. You've been doing it all along. And they're teaching us that. They are. And we're teaching them. They're teaching us. And underneath the words, it's the flow of love and the stop in the space to take heed and go, ah, yes, there it is. They may be past, but they're present. And the collaboration is expansive for us in our bodies, for them out of body. We've been in and out of body at different times. We've been together with our loved ones. We've been in and out of body. At the same, unless you're, you're <laughs> twins that were born at the same time. Maybe you've had times where, you know, some are in, some are out. We've got this. Expanding and being on the physical plane, it's a party and a beautiful gift. But it doesn't negate the reality of the soul, your knowledge of the soul's journey, and your soul's direction to take you where you need to be. But not just that, to collaborate, to collaborate beyond the words, with your higher self and with those who have passed and yet are present. And there it is. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at marilyncapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.